spoke we spoke on Wednesday. What we're going to start to do, by the way, next week is we're going to segue early in the week to Masil Sisharim. So for the first three days, we'll learn some Masil Sisharim, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday is Chasidus, Thursday is Rashi, and then we'll see where we'll go from there. Okay? So maybe the people behind you move over to the side. We spoke on Wednesday, on Tuesday about one source that serves as the Isser to eat before davening. Good morning, Mishpachat Wiesing. We're talking about the Isser to eat before davening, and what aspects of that Isser we glean from the Pasuk, the first Pasuk the Gemara quotes, which is a Pasuk in Melachim Aleph, and how that doesn't just affect eating before davening, but overall attitudes towards davening. We're trying to use the halachos of davening to penetrate some of the concepts and the attitudes and behavior of davening. Okay, so the second Pasuk, the Gemara quotes, and this is actually a fascinating Pasuk, is a Pasuk, Lo Sochlu Al Hadam. It's a Pasuk in Parshas Kedoshim, which is a very strange Pasuk, Lo Sochlu Al Hadam. Don't eat, we're not supposed to eat blood, but what does it mean, Lo Sochlu Al Hadam? You shouldn't eat on blood. So the Gemara actually derives multiple different Isurim from this Pasuk, and this is what's known as a Lav Shebechlelos, where the Torah delivers one Pasuk, and that Pasuk splinters into many, many different Isurim. So for example, the one that's most relevant and germane for today, on a day that you're a Dayan, let's say, and there's a capital case, and you'll have to decide someone's life and death, that day you're supposed to fast, actually. So no one here has ever been a Dayan, but if you were a Dayan, and you were about to execute someone in Bastin, you'd have to fast that day. Lo sochlu al-hadam. When you're about to make life and, death, life and death decisions, you can eat in the morning. The second drasha of the two, this, these aren't the only drashas, but another drasha that Gemara arrives at is in brachos tafyudam base. And this is the topic for today's conversation, and you'll see why it chose to introduce it that way. Amr biyasi b'rchanine m'shumr b'lazer ben Yaakov, brachos tafyudam b'beis, ma'yichsiv lo sochlu al-hadam, don't eat before you're about to daven for your life. Not Don't eat before you're about to take someone else's life, legally, of course, as a judge. But don't eat before you are about to daven for your life. And that's the common denominator between these two Isurim. The Isur of a Dayan to eat before a day of capital punishment. And the Isur for someone to eat before they daven for their blood. What does that mean, davening for your blood? Let me give you a different example, okay? In Yeshiva Haratzion, we're very, very casual about the Nusach as you might may have noticed. Some days we daven Ashkenaz, some days we daven Svard, and that's the legacy of Rabbi Soloveitchik. When Rabbi Luchenstein first came to the Yeshiva, he asked Rabbi Soloveitchik, what should the Nusach be? And Rabbi Soloveitchik felt that no one boy should ever feel as if their Nusach is being reoriented. If you're Ashkenaz, you daven Ashkenaz for the Amud. If you're Svard, you can daven Svard for the Amud. On Yom Narayim, that everyone should be on the same page, literally, so we choose Svart. But the Nusach HaTfila in Yeshiva is the Nusach of your house, which is an important message. A lot of boys come to Yeshiva and get the sense that everything beforehand is meaningless, and I'm here in Yeshiva, and none of my Masoras and none of my experiences at home. And Yeshiva's job, and a lot of Yeshivas uh, don't always get this right, is not to amputate you from your past, but to connect you to your past and enrich it and continue it and enhance it. So the second you walk into Yeshiva, oh, whatever your Nusach was at home, forget it. We're going to teach you our Nusach. That may not be the best message, I understand. But the problem with this approach, the flip side, is as follows. Do you know what would have happened to you 200 years ago in Europe if you walked into a shul that Davin Svard and you started Davin Ashkenaz? They would have taken you into the back. 
and beaten your brains out and beat the stuffing out of you. Why? Because they were hooligans and barbarians? No. Because they took their tefillah so seriously and they viewed their tefillah as life and death, as davening for their lives, that you were short-circuiting the Nusach by switching from Ashkenaz to Svar, from Svar to Ashkenaz. You're a road deck. You're going to kill me. Because if I don't daven successfully today, who knows if I'll make it through this day? Who knows if there will be an attack on the city? Who knows if there will be a Magaifa in the city? People were so tefillah is so crucial to life. People were so dependent upon Hashem that tefillah really was a life and death situation. This Gemara resonated. Just like when someone else's life is at stake, you shouldn't be eating, we'll see why. But when you daven every day, your life is at stake. So don't eat before you come to daven. That's the common denominator between the two meanings of when life is at stake, life is hanging in the balance, don't sit and have breakfast. Don't relax. Now the question is how we can reclaim this. The problem is our world has become too dependent. We don't really live hand to mouth. We don't really live with a sense that if we don't daven successfully, go to a hospital, you'll feel it. You go to a hospital, you go to daven in a hospital, people are davening on the verge of death. People are davening in the, in the throes of death, in the experience of death. So people know this davening could make or break. Over the last couple of months, I hope that some of that attitude has crept in. Try to tell you that, on especially days we were suffering horrible, horrible losses, you don't know how your tefillah can impact the soldier. I think at one point in the yeshiva, before the South Africans came, we actually tried, I don't know if we ever got it off the ground, but a lot of communities do this, to adopt a soldier and daven for a soldier. So you make it more personal, you know that that soldier's life today is, in part, not only a product of how well you daven. So this Gemara that creates the Isser of not eating before davening, not based on what we talked about on Tuesday, because it shows that you're a little arrogant and you're all too casual and you're sitting with your legs crossed as I am right now, but not davening right now. You don't have the fear of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a whole different perspective. The perspective is how do you view davening? Are you able to, if not for your own life, to realize that every tefillah has an impact and you're not casual, you don't wake up in the morning and eat breakfast. Now, what happens when you eat? What happens when you don't eat? Why, in order to set that tone, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want us not to eat I think two things. I think, first of all, when you fast, you're, you, you've switched your routine. And even if the fast doesn't really impact you biologically, because after all, it's the morning. How many of you are starving in the morning? But just knowing that you're not eating shows gravitas, shows importance, shows solemnity. Um, the minigan yeshiva, as it is across many yeshivas, it's just a fascinating minig. Where it came from is in Rosh Hashanah, because the davening is a little bit lengthy. So the minig is after Musaf, or after Shachris, to make Yiddish, before Tkiyas. I, I always felt that off. This is the Yom Adin. This is the Yom that was standing in front of Kodesh Baruch Hu with the Sifra Chayim, Mason, Pesuchim. I'm going to spend half an hour walking around, casually socializing, talking to my friends, having some barakas, having some... I always found it off. I always decided with Avaron also his minig was not to make Kiddush. Of course, you have to eat something in the morning or else you're fasting in the half a day, which we don't like to do on a Yom Tov. But it's not just switching and creating an attitude, but also physically and biologically. It's hard to be hungry, but when you're hungry, you're less weighted down. Your body is less digested. You're not thinking about where you'll be in 20 minutes. You have a big hearty breakfast. Not so hearty, it's yeshiva breakfast, but have whatever the yeshiva will serve. And your body's going to be in a more comfortable state. You'll be less hungry. But right now, just think right now, this second, you're a little hungry, it's creating focus, it's creating the less physical you are, the more spiritual you're going to be. That's just built into the way we were crafted. Shem created two of us, 
And these two parts vie for our center of gravity. And the more that we indulge ourselves physically, the harder it is to be spiritual. That's why in a general sense, Kiddushim Tiyu doesn't mean be holy. Kiddushim Tiyu means be a little bit separate from this world. Now, halacha helps you become separate from this world. You don't eat whatever you want. You don't touch whatever you want. If you're constantly indulging in physical and material pleasures, it's very, very hard to be spiritual, even if you keep mitzvahs. So Hashem wants there to be not just an attitude, but an experience when you're davening, which is enabled by just not eating before you daven, which the Pasuk was Sochwah Adam Kinotes, as opposed to the other Pasuk. Okay? Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Next Sunday, two days, Mesil Sasharim will continue. Okay?